You're stupid too as I You're stupid too as I You'll never live You'll never die You're stupid too as I Welcome back everyone to the Better Off Dead Minute Podcast The daily podcast where we analyze the movie Better Off Dead One Whippet Snortin' Minute at a Time we're your hosts, Curtis Blaze from thesacknews.com and Jason Hummel from Mondo Confidential. Today we're taking a look at Minute 17, which starts with Charles and Lane in the supermarket talking about why Lane should not commit suicide and ends with the family gathered around for dinner and Dad wanting to talk with Lane about something. How about a recap, Curtis? My pleasure, Jason. In the previous minute... Lane attempts to commit suicide by hanging himself in the garage. At the last second, he changes his mind, but Mom accidentally knocks him off of his perch and he begins to strangle. He gets out of it somehow and ends up at the supermarket shopping for makeshift drugs with his best friend, Charles DeMar. As the minute opens, Charles finishes lecturing Lane about the futility of suicide and points out that he can't even get decent drugs in this town. At 16 minutes and 14 seconds, Lane hatches a plan to get Beth back by learning to ski the dreaded K-12 ski run, something only Roy is rumored to have ever survived. With a look, Charles convinces him it's a bad idea, and Lane goes back to his previous plan of simply committing suicide. At 16 minutes and 29 seconds, we cut to Lane's home with the family sitting around the dinner table. Mom brings a big bowl to the table and tells the family that she had to improvise a recipe from the ladies' home journal. At 16 minutes and 51 seconds, Dad begins to bring up a topic that seems very important to him, but stops speaking as he catches a glimpse of what Mom is now spooning out of the bowl. Minute 17 ends before we find out what Dad wanted to talk to Lane about. The gelatinous raisin slop scene. It is the raisins, right? It is raisins. Well, I mean... Yeah. It's, like? <laughs> it's a treat. Yeah. You like raisins. <laughs> Once again, I, I, I can't stop raving about Kim Darby. I love her. I love her delivery of this. When she, when she says, but what I couldn't read, I improvised with my own ideas. The way she leans over and she does that little, you know, like she's combing through her brain as she speaks. <laughs> It gets funnier to me every time. And she's so exuberant about it, too, you know? It's hard not to, like, you know, get behind her on that, you know? Yes, and her delivery is so wide-eyed and innocent. Yeah. She's really proud of herself for this concoction that she made. Yeah. Add to that the fact that it's got raisins in it. (laughs) And you like raisins. (laughs) Not to go too far out of order. But have you ever noticed how similar to Tribble's dinner sounds? Oh, I'm getting ahead of me. I'm getting ahead of the minute. That doesn't happen yet. Ah! (laughs) David Ogden Steyer's look when she starts to ladle the slop onto the plate. You have to wonder if that was direction or if that's good acting. (laughs) I'm going to say both. Yeah, probably. But after 11 years in MASH, it would be my guess... That he doesn't need, well, he wasn't there for the whole time, but it would be my guess that after something like MASH, his timing would be impeccable. His his instincts would be impeccable. He probably didn't need much direction. Yeah. Especially from a first-time director. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I guess that's not fair. Or is it? Well, I think think Savage would probably say the same thing. (laughs) There is still one more thing Dad would like to discuss with Lane. 
Unfortunately, in this minute, we don't find out what that is. A lot of cliffhangers in this movie when you watch it a minute at a time. Well, you know, it's funny. Depending on the movie, other podcasters have found that they are edited in such a way that it ends perfectly on the minute, like all the way through. Yeah. But in this movie, it's making a lot of inadvertent cliffhangers for us. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Coffee cup? Creamer. Creamer? Is that the same? <gasps> Is that the same thing from minute four? It looks like it. Wait a minute. Let me do the math here. There's the steps coming down, like right around this corner here. This would be the closet. Yep. On the other side of this door. And then on the other side of that would be where the creamer and everything is sitting. Yep. It's not possible that they filmed this in a real house. <laughs> no, that's not possible. I'm a dumbass. Of course they didn't. Nice design, though, that they could flow from one room to the next. Yeah, pretty convenient. And as I think about it, they don't really need flyaway walls. I wonder what the inspiration was for Mom and the cooking. He must have had a mom, talking about Mr. Holland now. He must have had a mom that, like, was improvising stuff. Yeah, he said that uh, his mom went through a phase of, you know, tinkering with conventional food, unconventional foods. I wonder, I wonder if it ever really got this bad. I wonder <laughs> if it's got raisins in it. You like raisins is autobiographical. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, from, from what I've um, read and heard in interviews, a lot of the weirdest stuff actually happened to him. This is definitely one of the most iconic scenes in the movie. Oh, yeah. One of the, one of the memorable ones, especially the minute coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so this minute ends with Dad poised to say something important to Lane. While watching the uh, <laughs> raisin goo slowly <laughs> drip onto the plate, just kind of hang in midair. What do you imagine it tastes like? <laughs> yeah, you're laughing, but for real, what do you imagine that it tastes like? Hmm. Did did the Nickelodeon green slime stuff exist in 1985 yet? It must have. I think so. As a product? Maybe not as like an over-the-counter product, but on the show. Over-the-counter. <laughs> you got to have prescription see, for I that. I want to see the prescription string stuff. Yeah, the... Um, <laughs> Prescription uh, strength yak. Gak. I remember a product called Gak. Is that what that green slime was called in the 80s? Yep. Gak. Wow, that brings memories flooding back. Mm-hmm. I think it was du- uh, actually Family Double Dare that, where they named it Gak. Before then, I think it was just called the, the slime. My first experience with slime is you can't do that on television. Yeah. And you're saying it was Family what? Double Dare that gave it a name. Double Dare. That's right. They had a sliming thing going on. Yeah. People would get slimed if they did something wrong? Right. Well, a lot of the physical challenges had goo involved. Very, very messy show, which I find it funny that the uh, host had OCD. Can you imagine the nightmare why, that would be? Why do you find OCD funny? Not, not just, just the situation, you know. <laughs> Somebody that organized on a messy show like that. I'm remembering you can't do that on television. Yeah. And someone would say, I don't know. And then the slime would pour on their head. It seemed more oatmeal-y to me. Yeah. And more, more runny than this. Yeah. Stuff has, like, maximum viscosity. <laughs> it definitely has a hard time falling off the spoon. 
Very great hang time. <laughs> well, that is about all I've got for this minute. What about you, Jason? I think that covers it. Alrighty, we'll say goodbye to the good people for the day. If you want to visit our website, you can find that at betteroffdeadminute.com. If you want to email us, you can email us at bodminute at gmail.com. You can leave a voicemail or a text at 712-830-7373. Leave a good review on iTunes. And five sh- stars, five stars. Yes, all five. And uh, share and retweet. Hey, thanks to everybody for listening. We'll see you Wednesday for Minute 18 of the Better Off Dead Minute podcast. My name is Curtis. And I am Jason. Nighty-night. <laughs>